What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Barbell Medicine Podcast. I'm Dr. Jordan Feigenbaum. Today on episode 250, we're going to talk about collagen protein and if it's a good idea to supplement it. First off, what is collagen? So collagen is a protein molecule made up of amino acids. It provides structural support to connective tissues, which are things like ligaments, tendons, bone, and cartilage. For example, tendons are composed of approximately 65 to 80% collagen protein, and there are other types of collagen found in other organs and body tissues. Technically speaking, blood is a specialized connective tissue, but for the purposes of this discussion, we'll ignore it. There are 28 different types of collagen in the human body, but by far, type 1 is the most common, making up 90% of all collagen in the human body. Changes in collagen have been associated with altered function of various tissues. For example, the loss or degeneration of collagen in the skin tends to reduce elasticity and promote the development of wrinkles. And some suggest that reduced or altered collagen content in tendons and ligaments are associated with pain or reduced function. Given the ubiquity of collagen in the human body, it should come as no surprise that many claim supplemental collagen can improve the function of these collagen-containing tissues. In this episode of the Barbell Medicine Podcast, we're going to dive deep into the research and see if we can make heads or tails of what the evidence says on collagen protein. Okay, to start the discussion, what is supplemental collagen protein? Supplemental collagen protein most often comes in the form of hydrolyzed collagen. That's the predominant supplemental form of collagen on the market today, where hydrolyzed means breakdown by a chemical reaction involving water. There are a number of different sources of hydrolyzed collagen that manufacturers use. The first one is from cows or bovine sources. Uh, usually it comes from the Achilles tendon of a cow, and then that gives you hydrolyzed collagen when it's mixed with enzymes produced by a penicillin species of bacteria. There's also hydrolyzed collagen from pig or porcine sources. And so pig skin is basically combined with very hot water and through a series of processing yields hydrolyzed collagen. And you can also get it from fish uh, because there's some concern over like porcine sources due to swine flu and a brain disease called spongiform encephalopathy with cow derived hydrolyzed collagen. Some manufacturers use fish, jellyfish or sponges. The process is basically the same though. Take a portion of the organism like fish skin, react it with an enzyme and you get hydrolyzed collagen. In all cases, hydrolyzed collagen is a protein. It is sometimes added to foods to affect the viscosity and other aspects of how foods are sensed when consumed. But at the end of the day, it's still just a protein. Next up, how does collagen actually work? 
So the purported mechanism of how dietary supplemental collagen works basically boils down to this. Collagen protein has a high amount of the amino acids glycine and proline, and these amino acids are needed in collagen synthesis. So the mechanism goes that if you ingest a collagen supplement that has a high amount of these amino acids, that may be more effective than ingesting another type of protein um, in stimulating muscle connective protein synthesis rates. So that just means all the connective tissue around a muscle in this particular context. Presumably, this would help improve conditions associated with the loss of or damage to collagen. So things like tendon injuries and subsequent pain related to those tendon alterations, ligament alterations, etc. In the skin, for example, if you increased collagen presence, maybe you'd improve elasticity, for example. It should also be noted that collagen is not just found in supplemental collagen protein. It's also found in many foods like animal muscle, egg whites, and spirulina. But the mechanism is still the same. Effectively, you got a high amount of these amino acids, glycine and proline, in the protein source, and that would somehow trick the body into creating more connective tissue, more robust collagen, repairing collagen, something like that. That's the overall mechanism. As far as muscle goes, it is not a particularly good protein source for building muscle because it lacks the essential amino acid tryptophan, which is one of the nine essential amino acids. Also, its digestibility is much lower than other protein sources, such as meat, dairy products, eggs, whey, and so on. This is supported by research showing that 30 grams of collagen protein did not stimulate muscle protein synthesis, whereas 30 grams of whey protein did. Collagen protein was indistinguishable from placebo in these studies. With respect to connective tissue, uh, connective tissue, again, includes things like ligaments, tendons, bone, and cartilage. If collagen protein is uniquely good at helping with connective tissue synthesis, we should be able to measure an increase in connective tissue protein synthesis after consuming collagen. When tested, however, no increase is seen, suggesting that collagen protein does not increase connective tissue protein synthesis. Interestingly, lifting weights does seem to increase connective tissue protein synthesis markedly. With respect to tendon size and function, collagen protein supplementation also falls short. A recent study where young men took 15 grams of collagen peptides per day or a placebo while lifting three times per week showed no difference between groups in the size of their patellar tendon or how it functioned after 15 weeks. With respect to musculoskeletal pain, there are a handful of studies investigating how collagen protein supplementation did uh, with respect to knee osteoarthritis. In the first study, there was no control, so it compared collagen supplementation to glucosamine supplementation, and the outcomes in both cases were of unclear benefit. There's another study where they actually did compare collagen supplementation with a placebo, and uh, two different types of collagen were supplemented, and again, also versus a fourth group taking glucosamine supplementation. There was no real difference in pain function or other outcomes at 24 weeks between any of the groups, so pretty much nothing worked. A third study had 250 patients with osteoarthritis. They either got 10 grams of collagen uh, protein or a placebo for 24 weeks, and basically they measured their pain scores. Now, to measure their pain, they use this thing called a visual analog scale, VAS. So if you've ever been in a doctor's office and you, you know, you see the smiley face on the one side that says no pain and you see the frowny face, maybe red on the other side that says, you know, 10 out of 10 pain. Effectively, that's on a hundred millimeter long scale. And the difference in sort of displacement kind of tells you how much did the pain change. So uh, they actually, you know, you rate your pain and then they measure how far up the scale it is in you know distance. And then after the intervention or some midway point through the intervention, they'll measure it again and say, oh, it went down by 20 millimeters, for example. So it may have gone from like a five to a four different faces associated with the different sort of rankings. And so 
In this particular study, the visual analog scale on visit three uh, compared to the baseline at visit one. So again, this was a 24-week study. So effectively, the difference between the two sort of uh, uh, interventions was 4.7 millimeters. Now, the minimal clinically important difference, MCID, basically that is a measure in medicine that tells you, hey, is this result that we got, the difference in results that we got, is that actually meaningful? clinically. And so the MCID, minimal clinically important difference for the visual analog scale is about 13.7, which is nearly three times the difference reported in this study. Though this more accurately represents the minimal detectable difference and not necessarily adequate pain control, which has suggested to be up to about 30 millimeters or so. So effectively, this study showed absolutely nothing. And studies like this are annoying because they do not put the findings into clinical context. People reading these, especially just the abstract, may come away with the idea that, hey, these things like hydrolyzed collagen or collagen supplementation are useful at reducing knee osteoarthritis pain, despite the actual data showing that it isn't. Effectively, if this study was going to show that, hey, look, uh, taking collagen supplement uh, improves pain with respect to knee osteoarthritis we'd expect that VAS, the visual analog scale difference, to be far, far higher than just 4.7 millimeters, which is effectively a TWUD, a time-wasted, unuseless detail. Another thing that's not usually addressed is that supplements like this tend to reinforce this mechanical narrative for pain, you know, the wear and tear that uh, is often talked about in osteoarthritis or bone on bone, things of that nature, which we know can make people's pain last longer and reduce the likelihood of them participating in exercise that is beneficial to their pain. For example, if you had osteoarthritis and your doctor explained it to you like, hey, this is just wear on wear and tear on your joints, you got bone on bone because of cartilage deficiency or something, and then they you asked, well, what do I do about it? And they recommended exercise. Like, how do you you know, rationalize that. Well, you just told me it's bone on bone. I have no cartilage. You're telling me I should exercise? Wouldn't that put even more stress on my joints? And so overall, in addition to the study effectively showing nothing, again, these type of supplements and this sort of narrative just it gets reinforced that it's all mechanics. It's all, you know, just biology. And that is clearly not the case with respect to osteoarthritis. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. After going to the gym, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? For me, I'd probably do some more reading or get outside of nature, maybe both. Whether we're talking about training, a dietary change, or just life, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Of course, therapy isn't a single thing per se, but working with a licensed therapist may be helpful for many folks to learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and overall empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suit you, the individual. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash barbellpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash barbellpod for 10% off your first month. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Outside of muscle tissue, bones, tendons, ligaments, musculoskeletal pain and stuff, probably one of the biggest reasons why people supplement with hydrolyzed collagen or collagen protein is for skin or skin health, whatever that means. And so that's not something we've actually addressed before, so I figured this would be a good time to talk about it. So skin aging is characterized by dehydration, a loss of skin elasticity, and the presence of wrinkles. Now, collagen is the main protein structure in connective tissues like skin, and in fact, it constitutes 80% of the dry weight of human skin. Aging induces a decline in the enzymes involved in manufacturing of collagen, reduces the number of fibroblasts that actually synthesize the collagen and blood vessels that supply the skin. And so the decline seen in uh, skin quality with age is usually characterized by a reduction in collagen synthesis and a decrease in skin vascularity, which leads to decreased elasticity and the formation of wrinkles. So how does hydrolyzed collagen or supplemental collagen protein like factor into all of this? So let's take a look at what the research actually shows about supplemental collagen or hydrolyzed collagen and how it affects different aspects of the skin. Now, this is a recent meta-analysis that involved 26 randomized controlled trials with just over 1,700 different patients. And the two principal outcomes they were looking at was skin hydration levels and skin elasticity levels. The measurement of skin hydration is commonly conducted using this non-invasive tool called a corneometer. Uh, basically, one of the layers of the skin is called the stratum corneum. And so this instrument used to measure sort of skin hydration emits this electrical current into the skin surface and measures the amount of water present in the top layer. Again, the stratum corneum. And it's expressed in corneometry units. So basically, there's a specialized tool, again, that just measures the water content within the top layer of the skin. The minimal clinically important difference for non-scarred skin is 7%. And again, this is all measured in corneometry units. So what did the meta-analysis find with respect to skin hydration? In this particular meta-analysis, not all of the studies investigating skin hydration actually used a corneometer. (laughs) So it's not clear how many did and how many didn't and whether or not the increase reported here is accurate or important because, again, we don't have like before and after values to compare to see, hey, was it greater than 7%, that minimal clinically important difference? So overall, I'm not really sure what to say about skin hydration um, because, again, just the data doesn't really tell us much about this. And what you'd want is a bunch of studies actually using this validated tool and reporting before and after values and seeing a minimal clinically important difference or greater in, in uh, you know, reliably across a wide range of groups, wide range of humans. And you'd feel more confident about saying, yeah, 
supplemental collagen improves skin hydration. And ideally that would correlate to, you know, the subjective sort of experience of better skin or healthier looking skin, whatever that means to the individual. Now, again, this meta-analysis measured both skin hydration and uh, skin elasticity. Skin elasticity is usually measured by this tool called uh, cutometry, that's C-U-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y, which basically uses suction to apparently measure skin elasticity. It hasn't really been widely adopted due to large variances in the data collected. Um, so effectively, if you had the same researcher measure a group of people twice, there'd be an unacceptably large difference between the first values that they got and the second set of values that they got. And so there's also no minimal uh, minimal clinical important difference, no MCID for this particular test. So not really sure what it means. The studies in this particular meta-analysis did not all appear to use this instrument to measure uh, skin elasticity. So it's not clear to me how many studies did or didn't and whether or not the increase reported in the meta-analysis is actually important or accurate. Uh, so the claims that hydrolyzed collagen, supplemental collagen appear to have this effect on skin, mostly related to hydration and elasticity per the authors, that is a claim, but it's unclear if these benefits are actually real. And based on the way that they are assessed, I'm not really sure how confident we can be that the degree of improvement, quote unquote, in hydration or uh, elasticity are actually important. And of course, as is common in the supplement game, a lot of the studies were actually run with collagen plus other ingredients added to the sort of you know, intervention arm. So it's like collagen plus vitamin C plus vitamin A plus vitamin E or some other sort of concoction. And so it's like, well, what are the real effects of hydrolyzed collagen or supplemental collagen protein here compared to placebo? That's really what we're interested in. Uh, it's really hard to parse out when you don't have, you know, an adequate control group uh, or you have this like sort of multi-ingredient supplement that you're trying to assess uh, their, its efficacy. Finally, you'd also want to stack up collagen protein against just regular protein. Because if the claim is that supplemental collagen is better or useful at doing X, Y, or Z, you'd have to compare it against an equivalent dose of another form of protein to see if it's just the protein intake by itself or if it's due to the unique features of the collagen protein itself. In this case, those amino acids like glycine and proline. So overall, my take on supplemental collagen is as follows. Collagen protein does not appear to be good at increasing muscle protein synthesis. I feel very confident about that. It's also not good at increasing connective tissue protein synthesis. I feel pretty confident about that. And it doesn't appear to be uniquely beneficial for decreasing musculoskeletal pain. I feel very confident about that. With respect to skin, I'm really unclear on what's going on there. I think based on the other data in that it doesn't actually increase sort of connective tissue protein synthesis rates uniquely, I'd have a hard time believing that there's some large effect on the skin, but I allow for the possibility. I just acknowledge the limitations of the existing data. And again, my big gripe with most of the data here is that they're not really comparing supplemental collagen protein to those taking an equivalent dose of another form of protein. So is it just the protein? And in fact, it's been said that the reason some studies find no differences in outcomes with collagen supplementation is because those individuals eat a relatively high amount of protein. And this leads me to my general thoughts on collagen protein right now. Collagen protein is not a quote-unquote smart protein, meaning that it doesn't get to choose where it goes in the body after it's digested and absorbed. 
Like other proteins, it's broken down into its constituent amino acids, it's absorbed in the gut, and then shuttled around the body without special treatment. Experimental evidence shows that it doesn't do anything special to connective tissue as a protein. It's worse than other forms for driving muscle protein synthesis, and effectively it has unclear effects on skin. For those who need more protein, it's also quite expensive compared to other protein supplements. For example, getting 1.2 pounds of collagen protein currently on sale for Amazon is over $40 and effectively does nothing, nothing special as far as we can tell. And our protein where you get more of it is far less than that. But let's not get too misty-eyed about the collagen protein market. It more than doubled in size from 2018 to 2020, going from $3.5 billion to just over $8.3 billion in 2020, and it's expected to reach $16.7 billion by 2028. All this is to say, it doesn't seem to matter if your supplement actually does anything as long as the marketing is good. And with that, let's wrap up this episode of the Barbell Medicine Podcast, episode 250 on supplemental collagen protein. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week and every week right here on the Barbell Medicine Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.